The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. saved us from our sins, our lives are now in God. We desire the Holy Word to order where we trod. All for Christ, yet anything for self we count as dross. We're pilgrims with a crown With our Bibles open today to the book of the Revelation, chapter number 1, we will conclude the series on the unsearchable riches of Christ with a sermon now entitled, Christ and His Coming. And we're looking forward to the second coming of Christ to this earth. First a word of prayer, and then we'll look to Revelation, chapter 1, verse number 7. Father, I come now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and I thank you for Calvary. Thank you for the mighty work of Christ upon the cruel, rugged cross. Thank you for the bloodshed, the life given, the payment which was made to procure our redemption. And thank you for raising again our Lord Jesus from the dead. I give thanks unto the Father, through the Son, and by the Holy Spirit. Help me to magnify your word and glorify your dear Son. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Revelation 1, verse 7, And here the Bible says, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, 
which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. And so we begin now considering the second coming of Christ. Before we mention much more, let me say that we do believe that this coming of our Lord is in two phases, meaning that Christ will come first in the air to receive the saints unto himself, and then later he will come to the earth with his saints. This is perhaps most clearly established in the scripture in the book of Titus, chapter number 2, and verse number 11, down through verse 14. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. The true grace of God teaches the believer to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, all the while denying ungodliness and worldly lust, and also living in a state of expectation, looking, anticipating, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing. And so the saint is looking beyond the now to the future coming of Christ, but owning the very fact that he could come today. Yes, he could come right now. And so we anticipate what we know and believe to be the rapture of the church, where the church, according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Verses 13 down through the end of the chapter, the church is caught up or rescued, seized, and snatched out of this world and its evil system and its present pollution and rescued or delivered from the wrath that is to come. Let me give you 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 16, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. Yes, brethren, our Lord is coming in the air. It means that he will descend to the tops of the mountains, and there the church will rise to meet him in the air. What a day that will be. Even so come, Lord Jesus is our plea. And so we bring you now to the book of the Revelation. We look beyond the rapture 
that hope of the church, that blessed hope, and we look to the revelation of Christ. According to Revelation 1 verse 1, it is, and I quote the scripture now, the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is the apocalypse or the unveiling of the Lamb, of the Lion, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in chapter number 1, beginning with verse 7 down through verse 20, you find a vision begins of the glorified Christ, the person of our Lord, who is risen again, who is ascended, and who is coming soon. I believe the major emphasis or the dominant theme of the revelation is chapter 1, verse 7, Behold, he cometh with clouds. The whole of this written record is pointing to and hastening on to the second coming of our Lord Jesus in visible power and glory. I would paraphrase now from the words of Zechariah, the Old Testament prophet, chapter 9 and verse 9, Behold, the king cometh the first time with salvation, meek and lowly, and riding upon a colt, the foal of an ass. I'm so glad when he came the first time, he came to redeem us from our sins. Hallelujah, what a Savior. But to look on to Revelation chapter 19, and paraphrase verses 11 through 16, just because uh, there's so little time to say so much. We could say it like this, Behold, the king cometh the second time with judgment in glory and in power, and riding upon a white horse with the armies of heaven behind him. And this time he's not coming to redeem but to put down his enemies and to rule. Let us then behold him, brethren. Read through this book of the Revelation this week. And once you've beheld him, then believe him. He is worthy of our attention. He is worthy of our allegiance. And we would give our attention now to the second coming of Christ. In chapter 1, verse 7, we read, Behold, he cometh with clouds. Here is the promise of his coming. Go to the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14, and realize that he ascended up to heaven in a cloud and was taken out of their sight. And it was announced then and there that this same Jesus shall so come in like manner. The promise of his coming is written in our hearts, those of us who have believed him. Behold, he cometh with clouds. Then we find the power of his coming. Again in verse 7, And every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. We compare this scripture with Matthew 24, 29 through 31, and at once you see the power and glory of his coming. He will come in a visible 
and a victorious manner the second time. In fact, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all record this great truth of Christ coming in the clouds. Matthew twenty-six sixty-four, Mark thirteen twenty-six, fourteen sixty-two, and Luke twenty-one twenty-seven all give you these references. Every eye will see him, and every heart, though, will not desire him. The Jews which pierced him will look upon him. As John repeats Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10, But multitudes in that day will wail because of him. They will lift up their voice with a mourning and with a wailing because the return of Christ will bring great grief and loud lamentation into the hearts and mouths of all kindreds of the earth, for they have rejected him in the hour of their judgment is come, and they now know it. They will see him whom they did not desire. And now John pins down the wonderful truth throughout this book that Christ will rescue Israel, put down the rule of the Antichrist, and usher in the kingdom for one thousand golden years. And how much more, brethren, should the church not be excited and looking for the rapture. Yes, he's coming quickly. Oh, yes, his coming is imminent. At any moment, he could come. Thank God for the day when we shall see him whom we so desire. But then the progress of his coming. John said, even so. Amen. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.